0: Welcome to Sports, Screens, and Something Else. Join two friends as they give their unfiltered opinions on the world of sports, the entertainment industry, and a little bit of something else. And now, your hosts, Will Dickerson and Trevor Pace. Trevor. Yeah. Do you know what today is? uh it's a thursday yes but as a holiday for when this episode was released it's going to be national hot fudge sunday day Ooh, sunday squared if you will sunday day sunday day yes but like hot fudge sunday which is the ice cream novelty that i don't know if you're a big fan of I'm not a big fan of the hot fudge Sundays. It seems a little excessive. I mean, you went through all the effort to cool the novelty and then you have to like heat something else up. Deep fried ice cream. If you're gonna if you're gonna ruin ice cream, ruin it deep fried, if yeah. you ask me.
1: Yeah, that's it's well. Do you like fudge? No. I don't care for it. And I don't like hot fudge on my no. ice cream because it's gonna melt my ice cream. It's gonna melt my ice cream too. And that's
0: why I think if you're gonna mix the hot and the cold of ice cream. Deep fried ice cream is my preferred method because it's more American that we can certainly agree on. But yeah, I mean, it's like the hot fudge. It's, it's a whole lot of extra effort. I mean, I I don't mind like a caramel drizzle on top. I don't mind whipped cream. I mean, those are easy. I don't want to sit here and plan out a bunch of things for my ice cream intake. So that's me. But You know, if if this is your thing, this is your day. You you should you should definitely celebrate it. Wait a second,
1: I just realized you're not Will, (laughs) you're you're Steve. Oh, that's right. You're my friend, Steve. Steve, uh, Stephen,
0: you and I go way back. Yeah, yeah, we do go way back. Um, I mean, we were we lads at the time. Childhood um, friends. Childhood
1: friends. You lived behind my house growing up.
0: It's true. Yeah, you had the higher ground, and so you know, I mean, if we'd ever
1: fought, we knew who I we would man. be. I I was gonna be the Obi Wan, and you yeah. were you were the Darth Vader. I was or definitely Luke, or Anakin.
0: I was definitely an Anakin. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: Well, hey, hey Steve, I'm, I'm going to call you Will probably like three or four times on accident during this uh, podcast. I apologize. Uh, thanks for coming and filling in for uh, Will while he's uh, gone. And uh, you're right. It is National Hot Fudge Sunday Day. Yeah. So, no, I'm really
0: excited to be here. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm a longtime listener. First time caller. First time caller. Uh, no, I'm excited to actually be, be a guest. This is the first podcast I've ever done. And so you, you, how many listeners are there? Do- dozens. Of dozens. Us. There are dozens of us, and I hope that you judge me deeply and write the show. Um, my 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 goal, my goal was to maybe earn the first bleep
1: of the podcast. because <laughs> okay. I don't yeah. think I've heard a bleep. Uh, well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll. We- you would have. Uh, Will just takes all out all of those. But um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, to everyone listening, email the show and let us know about how you could have done a better job. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell them about this uh, national. You want to give them some history? Yeah. Be yeah. quick.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. So the oldest known record of an ice cream sundae is in Ithaca, New York. Um, the originator of the dessert. Is still debated. Apparently, back in 1892, um, the Ithaca Daily Journal spelled the ice cream treat with a conventional day of the week spelling Sunday, like with a Y. With a Y. Yeah, uh, but then it was like there was some other guy, a, a pharmacist named Edward Berners, served the first ice cream Sunday in 1881. Uh, but somebody said they ordered an ice cream and a soda on a Sunday, but. Ordinances at the time prohibited the sale of ice cream sodas on the Sabbath, on the Lord's Day, and uh,
1: anyway, so he came up with a compromise. So he was like, "Here's the ice. Cream. I can't, I can't do the Wink. soda. I, I can't do the soda and the ice cream, but yeah. I can give it to you separately." That's that's totally. Uh... Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's where the crime
0: lords uh, of the ice cream Sunday came about. So Again. I can't wait for the the dramatic. Um, retelling of that story by daniel
1: day lewis <laughs> yes that'll be that, that will be a good one that's, that's the one he'll come out of retirement He will for. definitely come out of retirement for it so uh hey uh we got a fan email uh jake uh sent us an email he said uh guys thanks again for the sh- for your show i loved it once again brief to the point and very complimentary thanks jake Jake, I'm so excited that you wrote
0: the show. I want to hear you write again. I want I want to be judged. Yes. And I want to be judged harshly. All right. I, I would like to be judged the way that uh,
1: Gordon Ramsey judges people. Uh, uh, Simon Cowell, if you will, uh, of, of nah. judging. <laughs> hey, Steve. Hey, Trevor. If you're ready, let's go on to sports. Sports. <laughs> Trevor.
0: Now, I took personal issue with something that you spoke up the other day. Well, I don't. I say the other day because I've been binging the podcast. You you made mention that automotive racing is not com- completed by athletes, and as someone that is a self obsessed car person, I I I spit out my beverage, and and cursed the heavens. And, and I said to myself, Trevor has clearly never, ever looked at the Formula One racers. Um, but th- I mean, sincerely, you, you know, cause I, I think that what you
1: said was the cars doing all the work. Okay. Will actually said oh, the part. Will? Will said the part about the, the cars doing all the work, but I, I think I, I mean, I agree with him. We have had this topic uh, on the podcast before. Are NASCAR drivers uh, athletes? And we said no. Uh, we understand that there are physical conditions that they are under. You know, it gets really hot. Uh, they have to go a really long time, uh, you know, holding their uh, urine in. Uh, and – And and that and you know it's it's difficult. It's it's a lot of force on the body going uh, that that speed. Uh, It puts a lot of pressure, uh, pounds of pressure on the body. But no, I didn't. I because I didn't feel like they had to be athletic in order to 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 excel at it. But I do recognize, as I say that there are now there are some exceptions. So that's what I think. That's kind of what I mean of like because it's not required to be like in shape and and have athletic ability to be good at your at, at the sport that they're not athletes but I do know that most of the drivers are in good shape and and what have you so that's probably true among motorsports in general um
0: and and one of the best quotes that can be said about motorsports and mm. why it's a sport is because it's the only sport that requires two balls. Moving on, <laughs> but the the Formula One guys are insane. Like the cars, so this is the pinnacle of automotive racing, automotive motorsport. Uh, the Formula One cars are so fast and so capable that the limits of the vehicle. Are are now limited by the you know meat bag that is sitting in the seat, and the amount of G forces that these guys go through is is incredible. Uh, they have necks like a rhinoceros. I mean, it's just <laughs> like it, so so you know to to put into perspective. So there was a crash that happened uh, last season with Max Verstappen, one of the drivers for Red Bull Racing. And he hit the wall, and the, te- the the telemetry showed that it recorded over 50 Gs at the peak. Now, you and I would be scraped up and put into a Ziploc bag, <laughs> and our remnants would be, um, you know, remembered that way. But Max Verstappen was able to... Compete in a ra- the following race, which is unbelievable. I mean, first off, you know, from the technological safety standpoint. But the fact that, like, his human body <laughs> felt, survived. survived a peak force of 51 Gs. Like, yeah, good that's, grief.
1: That's incredible. And so, anyway, um, uh, Formula One, yeah. So, so, really quick. So, tell us about... What is, you know, for, for, I, I'm sure most of the listeners are Formula One enthusiasts, but for, give a brief kind of a 30,000 foot view of Mm -hmm. of Formula One and why it's different than NASCAR and why it's so great. Okay. So Formula One is,
0: is a, a European sport. It has a tremendous global audience. The global audience and viewership is higher than the NFL. Now it's not quite as high as things like, uh, soccer, football, um, on a worldwide, correct. On a worldwide level. level, uh, cricket, rugby. I mean, those things are like insane, insane, but formula one is higher than the NFL and it's quite a profitable thing. Um, and recently the, the Netflix series drive to survive has come out and it has made, um, formula one so much more accessible. And understandable and, and the crazy thing about this is this is this is a series where hundreds of millions of dollars are at stake and there are 20 20 seats that's it and so you you talk about how it's amazing to watch the best people performing at the highest level I mean this is it there are mm-hmm. 20 people in the whole world with the
1: best car makers. With so the best car makers. The the they're putting everything into these cars, the the elites, the McLaren and and and, and others. Red Bull, Honda, Ferrari, you know, yeah. So uh, and yes, this is something I didn't know about uh, Formula 1 until recently was that yeah, the the Grand Prix there's 20 20 drivers, right? 20 drivers. And which is which is crazy. Um uh, they're going, they're, av- I think their top speeds, they're going around 230 miles per hour, which is, yeah. which is like 15 or 20 miles faster than NASCAR. Um, and they turn right and left. And they turn right and left. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. Which And they have actually...
0: Is- they've continually slowed the cars down every season do they yeah because again the human driving the car
1: is now the limitation of the car (laughs) that's crazy um so you you the netflix series so how has it benefited formula one because it's made it more understandable to, because mm-hmm. to, because it is a European sport, as you said. Mm-hmm. So people in America, we haven't paid attention to it. If we do like racing, and that's a that's a, if a big if as it is, it's going to be NASCAR typically in in the Americas, uh, or in the U.S. rather. But uh, Formula One, you feel like that's a superior product, not just because it's faster and better cars but you actually even like you feel like the sport itself is is better yes is it, it because it's the exclusiveness the there,
0: there's there's a lot and, and what i love about drive to survive is it has democratized the sport um now i will say this it, it is a dramatization of the season but but you're able to to watch the entire season and you know before the problem with formula one before was a bit of the marketing like you just saw the same guy winning over and over and over and over again but a lot of times the most fascinating thing was happening between seventh and eighth or it was happening between this manufacturer and this manufacturer Mm -hmm. and and so what Netflix did is it frankly dumbed it down enough to an understanding uh, of uh, for, for people that are completely unaware of it and the other thing it did was it really introduced Amazing characters, you know. We have we have athletes that we look up to, um, you know, that are that are the elites of of a given sport. You know, mm-hmm. LeBron James and and
1: it, it put a personality to these names yes. that you might see the names, but we don't know who they are. So yeah. it kind of uh, gave a backstory to to mm-hmm. to the drivers themselves. Yeah. So it's a, it's a it's based in fact. Then it's like a docu series mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay.
0: Yeah. And and it's like you know, again, you you get to love these characters as individuals because they there's there's individual performances, there's team performances, and then there's like you know the, the their programs that they run are fascinating to watch. And you just you you kind of like it's, there's some people that are so personable, like um, you know. Uh, like, so, my own personal favorite driver is is Pierre Gasly, and he currently runs for Alfa and which is Red Bull's second team. Um, and I don't know. I, like it's, He's certainly not the best, but he's just got this style, and he's cool. I, I mean, and on any given day, he can
1: perform really well. So, I didn't re- realize this, but Formula One has races in the United States. So, this year, they have two. They have yes. one in Miami. And then they have one in Houston, I believe. Austin. Or excuse me, Austin. Austin. Dakota, Circuit of the
0: Americas. So okay. that's the interesting thing, is in, in years past, we've only been able to ever get like generally speaking, one race in the USA. It was always poorly attended by fans. And then because of Drive to Survive, um, we have had we've had uh, an additional race added, Miami, which just took place and the races are now selling out within minutes and this um what was the what was the thing i think it's like each grand prix is expected to bring in about a hundred million dollars in revenue which is insane and next year there will be three races in the united states that the the austin race the miami race and then they added las vegas they will be racing it at night and it will be a street course they will be driving down the strip at 200 plus miles an hour. <laughs> I mean, a, at a, night, That is awesome. At night. I that mean, is, that is incredible. That is incredible.
1: That would so, be awesome. But would you go? Yes.
0: Absolutely. Like if, if I can make it, I am
1: going to attempt to go. Very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, we have a, a, a probably another topic we're going to have to have you back on. Hmm. We'll have to, we'll have to talk about more formula one and, and, and look at it from a different angle. Um, uh, I'll have to check out the Netflix series. So it's Drive to Survive, mm-hmm. and and it's good. You said it's it's incredible. It's so binge worthy. There's one
0: other show to watch. It's on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime, and it was called Grand Prix, Grand Prix Driver, Grand Prix Racer. Either way, it it was a it's a few years old, but it just went deep into the McLaren um, race program, and and it was beautifully shot. Like the cinematography beautiful Hmm. that's yeah
1: well i made the mistake of searching out uh formula one uh f1 uh uh, video on youtube and now i have uh (laughs) tons of formulas it you know it's suggesting tons of uh formula one racing videos so uh and there it is pretty fascinating so i'll have i'll I'll tell you what, I'll have to look at it and, and see if uh, my mind has changed on uh, if uh, the drivers are athletes. But I appreciate you uh, educating our audience a little bit on uh, Formula One. Awesome. Well, uh, if you don't mind, let's uh, let's go on to my topic. So uh, I saw this uh, article recently, Steve. It was talking about uh, high school sports, and, and it posed a question. It says, are high school sports distracting us from our school's main goals of education. Is the only reason for high school uh, sponsored sports money? So, uh, most high schools, they might have like a, uh, um, they'll have a football program, they'll have a basketball program, men's and typically women's and baseball, right? everything else is like clubs, you know, because they don't make any money. And so they're not going to sponsor the, the costs of those. So those costs are put on the individual, Mm -hmm. uh, to, to fundraise that, you know, they do fundraisers for them and things like that. But, uh, the school itself typically sometimes wrestling, uh, depending on the location and things like that, the high school might sponsor. But, um, the the big you know the big three or or whatever, yeah. um, so I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you feel like um, high school sports add something to the high school experience? Does it add something to the community, or is it all just for the money? Uh, should high schools have high school sponsored sports? Should they all just be clubs? Should any of you know, of course, as we uh, you know, a big topic of, of debate is where are the school's funds going. You know, it, what is more important is it the arts or uh, is at you know the the sporting programs and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, any any uh,
0: thoughts? Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting topic. You know, so so your your original question was if high school sports distracts us from our school's main goals of education and. Uh, I, I think that the topic of the core principles that are being taught at, in our school system really need an overhaul. Uh, I, I mean, it's like we we communicate by meme at this point, so we're like back to the Stone Age and communicating glyphs, <laughs> petroglyphs and, yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, emojis right? and right, yeah. But but it was like you know, um, it was it was a meme of of someone being like asking the question like, Hey, can you show me how how help me understand how finances work and help me understand how to get a job and help me understand how these things work. And then it was like uh, the guy from Pawn Stars, which was like, you know, sorry, kid, the best I can do is the Pythagorean theorem. Like these aren't relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. We we were met with the, so, you know, I think a sports system does have more value than a lot of things that are taught uh, because you do get to have you know, individual performances, team performances put on play, uh, mutual
1: um, camaraderie and support groups. Yeah, the social aspect yeah. of it. Uh, uh, I, I was never, I was never good enough to be on a high school uh, team, but a lot of people, the people that uh, are in those teams, they talk about. Um, yeah, like you said, the camaraderie, the the social aspects of it. In fact, there are two studies that uh, I I looked at uh, in preparation for this, and one of them said that the the high school sports can help prevent male students from dropping out, um, which makes sense, right? Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, just the way that kind of and. Uh, Definitely this is somewhat stereotypical, but there does seem to be uh, some truth to this in that um, perhaps people that are more athletically gifted and blessed, if you will, uh, may not be the most academically uh, talented, right? And so that uh, sporting program is their anchor in their education, right? It's like... Uh, we see this all the time with college sports where somebody gets uh, they'll get a scholarship they'll get recruited to a high school or to a college but then uh, the college has to uh, put them through some kind of program because their grades aren't good enough. Right? They're like in remedial yes, classes yes. just to get
0: them through. But exactly. They're like, but
1: they're like, boy, you can't
0: teach tall. Yes.
1: You? Well, <laughs> you, you you see this all the time where like you, you know BYU like uh, they'll be uh, approaching the season and we're like, hey, can so and so. Will will so-and-so be able to play this year? Well, I don't know. He's got to get his grades up. You know, you you see it all the time. Uh, But it makes sense that for a lot of male students, uh, student-athletes, that high school sports help them from dropping out of high school. Um Another study showed that uh, females who engage in interscholastic high school sport uh, have higher odds of completing college than do their counterparts. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, and I also think there's a communal benefit for uh, high school sports, which is interesting because we don't really see it much here in Utah, um, but you do see it in like places like Texas and Florida, where high school football is just as big as college football there. Yeah. And the community is coming together, and it's a big uh, rallying point. Right. I mean, that's like, th- that That entire concept is so
0: foreign to me, and I'm just trying to figure out, I, I don't know, what, like, what's the What's the draw? I get that we're a football-obsessed nation. Um, and, I mean, it's like, you know, they made that entire popular show, like, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, right? Friday Night
1: Lights. I mean, that was like... There's another uh, football show, high school, called All-American. Oh, right, 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 right. Yep,
0: yeah. And it's just like, I I don't know. Like, so, uh, full disclosure, I watched exactly zero seconds Of the NFL in the last three or four years yeah I I just don't care
1: yeah you're not you're
0: you're a formula one guy I'm a formula one guy and I like the NBA but that's that's a separate topic but you know it's just so so it's like is it is the problem like in Utah that there's a bunch of people like me who just think I have so many other things that I need to get done and if my kids not playing in the game it's not as important to me now, when I was in high school, I loved going to the games. And, and that might be because I am, by nature, a more extroverted person. And I, you know, it's like, I actually went to, I went to every single kind of game that our school had. You are um, you are very extrovert. Yeah. Except for swimming. I never went to a swimming meet. And that was because I didn't know anybody on the swim team. Oh. And then... I didn't know where they were at so sorry sorry swim.
1: i did go out of the swim Sorry to go to a, a few swimming oh
0: sorry swim friends but uh <laughs> but yeah it, it, but it was so so from the community aspect as far as like you know speaking the smaller community and high school community uh and students that was fun because it gave us a, a reason to be together and to be excited for our team uh-huh. you know and it's like you know, i remember watching our team win state um for basketball yeah it's
1: it's probably a good uh rallying point like you said for the school itself for the students Mm -hmm. it's uh you know school pride i guess or 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 what have you um i don't think it detracts from education i can't see how uh how it really detracts from I, i understand the finance aspect in fact if anything Typically the football and basketball programs are what make the school money. A better yeah, better education, better teachers, and better they can u- yes, and they can then use that money for, like you said, all, all of those things. Um, I I guess I I'm sure it has happened before where the the choice was down to keep the orchestra or 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 keep the football program and and schools will often pick the football program i get it and that is frustrating that is um you know unfortunate um i don't think that's typically the the dilemma though you know i i i would be hard pressed to think that that happens very often
0: yeah i don't think it would and at the same point you know i think that it just kind of shows that people do need to find a way to fuel their passion and however that is. And so it's like, if you can't get funding from the school, find a way and to be able to celebrate and, and do your passion, because I think that that's, that's available to all people. Um, so yeah, no. I think sports. I think sports in high school are good.
1: Yeah, I think they're good too. Well, with that, Steve, Let's go on to screens. Screens. Trevor? Yeah?
0: I have a question for you.
1: (laughs) Do you prefer TV to cinema? TV to cinema, so uh, going to the movies the, the, or the the movies in in general. Movie, movies in general. Which one is more quality right now? Which one do I like? Yeah. Um, well, there. I mean, we've talked a lot about it recently on the on this podcast, but that the movies recently, outside of like Top Gun and right. a couple of others, <laughs> have not been very good. So w- we're definitely probably picking at a at, at a bad time to. Uh, but, that being said, yeah, I, I think TV is generally, I mean, it's very good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been good, I don't know. So, so it's, it's, it, it ebbs and flows. Because yes. I feel like, actually, maybe in the cl- last couple of years, it actually has dropped down a bit. Um, there have been some shows that I've really, really liked and gravitated towards. I'd say maybe even, like, ten years ago was was a little bit better of a TV Era uh, era, uh, we'll we'll probably talk about yeah. some of those shows, but
0: yeah. So I I find myself preferring television because it's like I don't know if it if it's if it's in part that uh, so I'm married, I do have a young family with young kids, and so escaping to the movies is not as accessible as it used to be. But at the same time, I find myself being so much more. Driven to watch certain television shows, and I'm, I'm not talking about like just tune out, zone out stuff like The Office. I mean, we all love The Office. Everybody loves The Office. We get it. Everybody loves Seinfeld. We get it. But like, we're I'm talking so you know the age of prestige television. I guess is is what a lot of people refer to it as, and um, and I guess that's kind of what did it for me. And so. For for me, I was trying to think of this topic, when did television leapfrog uh, movies as like must watch? And it was Lost. We don't have to talk about the last season of Lost, which laid a huge steaming turd as the wrapping up of a, what could have been an incredible story, but it, it developed this ultra long story format. That I just like people obsessed over. It. Yeah, yeah.
1: When you when you put this down, I thought yeah, for sure. For for me, Lost was definitely it. I think we and we might have mentioned this. Uh, it's it's been a long time, but um, that. The golden age of television kind of started with The Wire and Sopranos. So HBO, those shows really changed kind of the format of how uh, TV shows told a story. They seemed to be much more either like sitcom based or procedural. Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, a story within the episode, if you will. But uh, And then maybe an overarching backstory or something, right? But this was... One big story told through 10 or 12 episodes, or, or in in the case of Lost, 22, 24. Yeah. Um, and so Lost was a big one. 24 was a big one for a lot of other people. And I know that there were so many people obsessed with that. I never watched I it. I never watched it either. I don't care for Kiefer Sutherland. I don't care for Kiefer Sutherland <laughs> either. He's, he's one of those guys that is off-putting to a lot of people. Because uh, you hear about stories oh, well, that, from uh about him but um, so I never watched 24 but it was a huge cultural right. uh phenomenon um yeah lost absolutely it was much it was must watch television it was because it always there was some surprise or twist that was gonna happen every episode and you didn't want to have it spoiled for you so you yeah. had to watch it and you want and everyone was watching it. And we would post about it on social media. Well, and you and you wanted to talk about it, it was a water cooler, yes, uh, type show where you would go to work the next day and you'd be like, "What'd you think of Lost?
0: What, what, what's happening with that? What's yeah. up with the smoke monster? Uh, spoiler: Smoke monsters part of the Lost. But look, if you haven't watched it, it's your own fault. Yeah. Uh, other favorite prestige TV shows of mine, um, I loved Mad Men. Really? Like, you like? Yeah, you, you were
1: a Mad Men. I, what, I never
0: got onto it. I know, which it doesn't make a lot of sense. But it was because that was when I really started to take my TV watching a little too seriously. And I would look at how the characters were were developing and they, they were changing. And also I started appreciating more things like cinematography, the costuming, the set mm-hmm. design. Mm-hmm. Mad Men is like... If you appreciate any one of those things... It is so incredible to watch. Um, another television show that I love, Justified. Justified was great. I love of, it. It's one. Of, it's got to be a top five for me because it, every episode, it, it kind of played in what you're talking about. The storytelling is every episode served a purpose. It it had a a bottle story within the episode. There was a multi episode arc. There was a season long arc and a series long arc. And and compared to Lost. Uh, the the final scene of justified was just
1: satisfying i love the the Ugh. last season I, the yeah. the last episode was so great <laughs> was... there there's a there's a, a a standoff in that episode that i i seriously did not know what was going to happen right, right. Yeah, and that's what you love about those kinds of shows right is where like you you could see them Going, going, so many, so so many, many directions. Different, yeah, so many different ways. I I love Justified. It was great. Um, yeah, I I do enjoy TV. Um, a couple things I I do like going to the theater though. Mm-hmm. Right, going to a movie theater is such a it. We, we've mentioned this several times uh, on this episode, but uh, this theme. But it is a communal event mm-hmm. right yes um i remember watching the the show the other guys uh in the theaters and everyone is laughing and you're laughing i i must have laughed at every joke and thought that was the funniest movie i've ever walked out of and then i watched it at home a couple months later and i, I didn't laugh a single time you know and but you it, know what i th- you know more I'm thinking what aim for the bushes <laughs> Yes, thank you. <laughs> Duh, such a stupid scene. It's, it's, it's so dumb. Anyway, um, that it was it was more funny for me. It the 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 enjoyment the entertainment was heightened because we I was watching it with other people that also thought it was funny. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um. So that is something that will never be able to be will ever be able to replace TV. Um, Now we're watching our shows on on our phone screens. We're watching, you know. Definitely a watered down, diluted experience.
0: You know, there there are certain shows that you have to watch it. Have you ever
1: done like a watch party for a TV show? No. I see that on my apps. I've never
0: once been like... Hi friend, hi, hi brother-in-law. Like, watch this with
1: me, or come. Or would you have like people come over to your house to watch? Oh yeah, something like that. We would do that with Lost. We did it with The Office. That was, you know, did that make it more enjoyable
0: for you? Oh yeah, that was so fun. that was a great time. But yeah, I mean, but you can't do that anymore Mm -hmm.
1: because it's all on streaming. You just binge it.
0: Yes, yeah, you know, it's it's more that you're texting. You can like text them while you're watching it, or Mm -hmm. like text after. You're always like, did you watch? Did you it? watch it? Yeah, and then and then you start getting, and they're like, how far did you watch it? Because then mm-hmm. you want to talk about everything. But you know, I do love movies. The I guess the problem is, which you already mentioned, the quality or, or the the amount of quality movies coming out now. You can. You can easily fit on one hand for the whole year. Yeah, I mean Christopher Nolan only busts out a movie like every, every couple
1: of five, year, four, five, four five years, four
0: four years. Yeah, uh, you know when he has a good acid trip or whatever, um, and and comes up with a good idea. I mean, watching The Dark Knight in IMAX was a, 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 an experience that cannot be equaled again. Yeah, in yeah. the movie theater, so good.
1: Um, so. I am going to say, um, yeah, I mean, TV, TV's is great. Uh, I, I, do feel like the last couple of years, um, some of the streaming, so the streaming services, they're pushing for just content and less about quality. And so the quality has kind of gone down and I feel like with movies, um, we get two kinds of movies now. Uh, well, th- I'll say three kinds of movies. You got kids, show, kids, movies, family movies. You have your action blockbusters and your indie movies. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And I don't watch the indie movies, and it's all action movies, basically. Your your Marvel, Star Wars, um, your big pole blockbusters. Right. Uh, any kind of superhero movies. Um, and then your kids' movies. The last movies, I, I mean the last ten movies that I've seen in the theater have all been big action movies or kids' family movies. You know, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it used to be you go see comedies like the other guys. You'd see rom coms. You'd see these. They don't. They don't make. They don't make them. They don't make good ones. They don't make good ones. If they do, they put them direct to the stream, and they'll put it on Amazon Prime because they can make it cheaper, and okay, and okay. Amazon will buy it. So this might be a little bit old man yelling at cloud now. We, we should move on to your topic. All right. <laughs> well. If that was old man uh, uh, yelling. yelling at the cloud, uh, this one definitely is. <laughs> so this uh, this topic actually comes from uh, Adam, who emailed the show uh, last week. He had uh, some suggestions. This one, uh, he had a suggestion for the uh, screens topic. Uh, and so this is this comes from him. So thank you, Adam, for for the suggestion. Uh, so his question was, what happened to after school cartoons? Uh, we used to have a whole series of shows that we would watch, but kids now don't have anything like that. Uh, maybe one or two good kids' shows, but not a whole block of cartoons that are a daily event. And that the same goes for Saturday morning cartoons, which is very true, right? Uh, you probably still remember. You come home from school, oh, you, you turn on the TV. Yeah, like, you, would,
0: you would definitely not do your homework. Like not do your. We work. were not
1: nerds. And, we yeah, were going to be watching yeah, our TV, TV because and well because you knew the shows that were coming on, mm-hmm. and chances are one of your favorite shows was going to be right at three o'clock or three thirty or whatever it was, and and the next. Two or three shows were also shows that you probably enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So, w- first, what were some of your favorite shows growing up?
0: All right. So, you know, looking back, I was certainly spoiled because my parents had cable, which consisted of like 30. Yeah, channels. we didn't have cable. Yeah. We so were we had poor. like
1: th- We had like 30 channels. So, uh, we would go to your house to watch like some of them. Yeah. Yeah. You would, you had. It was Doug. Was Doug a Nickelodeon? I'm fairly sure. Yeah, Doug was Nickelodeon. And then I think it moved to
0: ABC. Okay. I feel like it moved to ABC once L- later. But I don't know. But like Rugrats.
1: So Rugrats. You love Rugrats? Oh, and, I love Rugrats. And it was always like, oh, I watched the Rugrats. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. We're. we're we don't have cable we go can we come over to your house to watch rugrats i don't remember that conversation for the record but it is you told me after. no and then i, I, I no. walked away crying this
0: is, this is <laughs> this is fictitious. so anyway all right rugrats so favorite favorite cartoons when i was a kid rugrats ren and stimpy which like oh my gosh as an adult dude that was the crudest greatest show uh now, The Simpsons, I did watch The You watched The Simpsons
1: as well? Uh, probably not until later. It not was one later. of those it that. Wasn't, it wasn't an after the, script, yeah, but it,
0: it came. Uh, well,
1: the parents wouldn't let me watch it until I got
0: older. Yeah. Right. Uh, Rocco's Modern Life. And then I wrote Doug. And now, it's like, I know I watched Doug. I know the show sucked. I think it was <laughs> just like I watched it because it was. It was the only thing on. And then uh, the other thing that I remember as a kid was Street Sharks. I don't remember a single episode of Street Sharks. I do remember them
1: yelling, Jawsome. That's, <laughs> that's it. I don't remember. Well, I remember Street Sharks. I never watched street, sh- street Sharks. I just know that it was kind of like a Ninja Turtles ripoff. Uh, and then I remember <laughs> the fruit snacks. The, sh- oh, the Street yes. Sharks. Uh, I was... I knew them more for their fruit snacks than for the actual show. But uh, mine, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Definitely. X-Men. Oh, th- that should have been number one. Yeah, well, okay. I, I wasn't in any order. Okay, But uh, Batman, uh, the animated series. Definitely. Um, Spider-Man mm-hmm. the, uh, and uh, Animaniacs.
0: I mean, we all know global... Like where countries are because of animaniacs. Animaniacs. Uh,
1: I still say sometimes to my wife, like, you know, she'd be like, "What do you want to do today?" And I'd be like, "Same take thing it. we do every day, Pinky." You know, like Try there's, there's the some, world. yeah, there's some of those things that just are ingrained in us. Well, to answer uh, uh, Adam's question is okay. So those are some of our favorite shows, but. Why are kids shows today terrible? What, what about older shows made those cartoons great. So what are your thoughts? So the fact that we had at most
0: 10 different studios we're talking about you had you know CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, Nickelodeon Disney um, I mean what's that that's six I can think of yeah. so there were there were fewer time slots and also i think that the traditional style of animation did lend a lot of you know romance and charm to the idea of a cartoon um, we look back on like nostalgia is the most inescapable drug of all time i found like everybody is drawn to their nostalgia yeah
1: and i wondered this if this is mostly nostalgia that we think that kids shows were so much better before or are they, in fact, better? Yeah. And and I think, you know, now they're
0: only competing for content, whoever has the most content and whoever can capture the eyeballs. My kids have watched the, the worst garbage on Netflix. Larva, have you ever heard of this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? I mean, thank you, Netflix developers, for giving me the ability to go in and block based on a title of a show cuz i what was the other one alien kill me
1: i haven't heard of this one no oh,
0: alien something i was just like this this is the worst this is the worst anyway but i'll let you
1: yeah no yeah I'm, go on
0: i mean it, yeah so it's like you got to compete with multiple streaming and then within the streaming, there is an infinite library. You deal with YouTube? Kids are into YouTube? Yeah, sure. Why? What in the world? So so their options are endless. Our options
1: were four. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you have a point there with, um, you know, the studios and how uh, before they were able to focus a lot more uh, energy, resources, talent, you know, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had three studios making kids shows, where were the good uh, writers for kids shows? Where were they going to go? One of those three, but now you have tons of different streaming services. Um, Not even just the streaming services. Now you have they like you said, they're just trying to fill it with content. So it's thousands of shows. it, It seems like, and obviously the, Quality is going to go down. It's it, it's being watered down, you know. I mean, and at, th- at this point, they can just plug in a
0: few key things into an AI. Yeah, advocate, I was going to
1: say an AI could probably like, just write it, for barfs, it. barfs it out, and, and it's a poorly rendered. <laughs> and uh, you make up a good point of the hand-drawn animation as opposed to like the CGI, because I think we're almost it becomes like desensitized to it, where the kids. Where kids, they get bored of it.
0: Yeah, there's there's not the pat like I don't. Maybe that's minimizing the artists uh, of today and what they're doing. But like, are 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 these artists that are making these terrible CGI-ish cartoon shows? Do they present that work with just pride and success the way that? Looney Tunes did the way that the guys doing the silly symphonies would like did they feel the same way
1: yeah probably not right fulfillment fulfillment there was a sense of artistry mm-hmm. behind it that's a good point uh, this it's yeah um, that's a uh, yeah that is a really good point you know what I have thought about is I it's probably can't be overstated how much the uh, the theme songs play into this oh, theme song and, and we've we've talked and we haven't done a uh an episode on this of like good theme songs but with kid shows kid shows theme songs much better uh yes. growing up than they are now yes. uh and my kids still like asked to we'll put a we have a spotify playlist <laughs> that is just kids uh themes songs and They'll play those to shows they've never even seen. Yeah. Um, and they prefer those theme songs over the stuff that they have today. Yeah. Or well, if they even have a theme song. I, I mean, it's like you load up Disney+, Plus, you load up X-Men, and
0: it pops up with a little button on the bottom right that says skip, skip. intro. I'm like, that is the most offensive thing on this platform. Don't you dare. <laughs> Nobody skips the intro to X-Men. <laughs> to X-Men. I mean, as we've been speaking about it, it's already playing within people's brains. Right. The tens of people that are listening to this. Yes, yes. That
1: haven't turned it off. Already. That haven't heard... <laughs> uh, So, I do think that the kids' shows are genuinely more terrible today. They have been watered down. Uh, you've talked about some good reasons why they were better. Uh, just smaller uh uh, pool of talent and more resources and and focus uh the last thing i was going to just say was does it matter and i think it does in the sense that um because there is so much content out there kids don't really have something that they all are rallied around like you know kids might go through a phase of pokemon or something like that but when when we were kids, it felt like everybody loved Ninja Turtles. Oh, everybody yeah. loved X Men. The merch, uh, yes, the merch, that went along the, with yes, it. the toys, oh. and and that is true for you know our older brothers, GI Joe, Transformers, He Man, uh, Voltron. Voltron. There weren't kids that there were their age that didn't watch those shows. Mm-hmm. And so when you went over to a kid's house and played with their toys, you were playing GI Joes. You were playing Transformers. And reenacting what you watched. Yes. And you. so you guys all had a, a again, a, a communal experience where you were enjoying some, your shared experiences um, where you don't have that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know? Anyway. Yeah. So uh, old cartoons, great. New cartoons, bad. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's go on to something else. Something else.
0: Huh? So Trevor, um the last couple years uh, globally have been what you would call tumultuous I think you could agree
1: in in many ways in many yes.
0: ways and we're still suffering from the fallout uh, you know the idea that I get to stare down like a third financial crisis in my adult life before I'm 40 is super awesome um, you know and, and and more to come yeah yeah thanks boomers uh, anyway. <laughs> Do we have a, yeah, I was, gonna I, say, mean, I, was uh, I don't think we offended any boomers by saying no, that out loud. No. So all right. I like to I like to play I like to play the what if game a little bit. And and the way that COVID, so you know, within my own professional life, I mean it's it's turned a lot of things on its head. And and I've I've taken some time to really reflect on like, you know, we put off a, a lot of people put things off. And a lot of people didn't put things off during COVID. And so my question on my something else was like, was there, do you have any regrets during the period of COVID? Cause I think we can say it's over quotation. Sure. Ones, yeah, yeah. Even though I had it like three weeks ago oh, like for the second time. Okay. okay. Thanks everybody. Um, the, you know, it's like cars are idiotic and expensive. Uh, houses, hello. Um, You know, jobs, the way the jobs have changed, everything. Mm -hmm. And for me, I, I have a little bit of regret that I didn't sell my house and move. And that's not to say that I don't love my house and I don't love my neighbors and
1: I don't love where I live. I think that is what you're saying. Actually. Oh yeah, that's actually what I'm
0: saying. So apologies to nobody uh, that, that lives adjacent to me. No, it's just that like I started thinking about my long-term goals and where I would like to ultimately be. And it's almost like the goalposts got moved so far from where they were. Um, you know, this specific area if I'm gonna live in the Salt Lake Valley into my older life, mm-hmm. I want to be on the Eastern Bench, uh, the East Bench, so it's okay. like Granite, Cottonwood area, okay. um, Holiday, any of those spots, and uh, you know, in theory, three years ago, I could have purchased a home there. Okay. Now? Uh, n- no.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yes, there's no. My, my home's gone, gone up a butt ton. So you but.
1: feel like maybe the window for you to move there has closed? It didn't close,
0: it just... Uh, or it delayed. It, it delayed it by like, I don't know, decades, decade at this point. Do you think
1: we'll ever see home prices go down, at least in the Utah market, down to where they were? No. You don't think so? No, no, I don't think so at all.
0: I, I think that we'll see some receding. I, hello, I'm not a real Yeah, 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 of course. I, I don't think that... Yeah, I don't think that we're going to see the basement that we saw, say, back in like...
1: 2009, 2009 to 2010.
0: 2010. Never going to see that again. And I don't see like my home value from where it is right now, I don't see it dropping 30%. You know, in, in five years' time, it's going to be higher than it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's my only thing because it's like, it's like so many people change jobs. So many people, you know, it's like, it felt like by, delaying something that you maybe had a long term plan for almost like caught set you back so like people that were like oh maybe we'll wait to buy a home like they're renting mm-hmm. they'll wait Yeah to buy a home. sure uh I'm sorry to everybody that doesn't have a home this is the worst yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that's taking place and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and there's no good explanation and you were like they were just waiting
1: like, Yeah Anyway. So, so another uh, another kind of aspect to this, uh, to way to look at it, is um, not just homes, but maybe even like uh, if you wanted a truck. Yeah. You know, you, if you, you want, if you, want a if, truck if a if you wanted a truck two years ago, uh, and you were thinking about, oh, maybe I want a truck. Too bad. Like now, if you want to buy a truck, you're 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 SOL. Yeah. So uh, you missed that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, another kind of example might be like if you wanted to get a maybe a motorhome that uh or a camper or something that might have been much more reasonable two years ago and i don't know what they are now but i i I think that those are probably
0: going to crater in price so you'll probably if, if you've held out you you know Maybe you don't
1: have as much opportunity it, to use it now. Yeah, because it was crazy there for it, a while where they couldn't keep them in stock. Yeah, they were, it, yeah, I mean, back ordered for months and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so home renovation, yes, home renovation. So we did, just did a home renovation during COVID, and yeah, we definitely saw prices increase. We saw. Uh, lots of delays because of uh, materials were out and and labor, labor, everything. So yeah, I mean, it would have been nice to uh, have, should we have done that a year previous when we were originally planning it? Yeah, that definitely probably uh, cost us some time and money. Um, For me, I really came to enjoy uh, or uh yeah in, enjoy the idea fall in love with the idea of homesteading mm-hmm. during the pandemic um before i didn't really have any interest uh, my wife got us uh chickens during yeah, that I was time ask when you got your
0: chickens yeah
1: we got chickens during covid um we've liked doing that and then i uh, came aware of uh, he's a country music singer he does homesteading and he does a lot of videos and and stuff like that talking about homesteading and i've read his books and and have uh since come in contact with a lot of other people that have started to uh apply this lifestyle okay um getting you know moving out into uh county county, county uh, land yes and getting lots of acres having a cow or two, uh, chickens and, and having a little homestead. Um, and I love this idea. I, I, I love the idea of, of moving to Tennessee, some, you know, out in the boonies kind of, uh, town and owning a little farm, if you will, a little homestead, uh, that is cheap and has a lot of space And I I would love it. The downside is uh, I have a lot of family here. You know, Uh, I have my family. uh, My wife has her side of the family. And so, unfortunately, that's probably not going to happen. Um, But that is something that I wish, you know, I I would be able to do. Um, uh, I wish we could. Well, we had two trips scheduled, Mm -hmm. already paid for during COVID. Uh, we had one to Nashville, oh. and then one we had a cruise, and obviously we had to cancel both of those. Yeah, and I still haven't yet, yet to uh, go to Nashville, mm-hmm. and so uh, and and the the cost for flights to Nashville are crazy. It's like four to like five hundred dollars a plane ticket to go to Nashville, and it. And it's like half that price to fly to Miami, so I don't know why it's just expensive here in Salt Lake. But maybe that window is closed for a while, a, a while. Yeah. so it's pushed it down the road, like you said. I'm sure I'm going to go to Nashville, but it's it's definitely pushed that yeah down the road. Yeah, I mean I, we had we had a trip scheduled, like so we
0: had a Disney trip scheduled. And it was when it, when it seemed like they were going to open up and in a super limited capacity. And I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, dude, 25% capacity and I have to wear a mask and people have to stay away from me. Like, I don't care. That yeah, actually sounds pretty that good. That sounds like a better experience. That pretty good. And it just kept, the, the goalposts kept moving, kept moving, kept moving. And so we ended up canceling our trip. And then, uh, we bought a camper and, uh, really got into off-roading and had a little tiny teardrop life that's that's
1: yeah we best. wanted to do a little camper it's the best um yeah we but, we, we need to that's we a need to figure topic. that out but separate topic But yeah, yeah no i mean it, it is fun to to consider so yeah all right well uh with that i guess uh move on to my topic so will uh or will <laughs> oh my gosh i went this whole podcast Without calling you Will, I think. Right?
0: uh, I just want to make sure, Will, just double that back. So, (laughs) drop drop into the edit and just double it back. Just be like, hey, Will, hey, Will, hey, Will. Uh, Just like a record skipping. I want to hear that.
1: Uh, I feel like I've done pretty
0: good. You've done pretty good. Um, Will, you must be a handsome devil, I must say.
1: <laughs> sound, I mean, I've got a face for radio, but... Uh, uh, you're better at spooning than he is. <laughs> uh, so, Steve. Yes. The older I get, uh, it seems as though I tend to get more serious. I don't know if you feel like this or not, but I do. I... Um, I don't know what it is, if it's that old man yelling at the sky kind of a thing, but uh, I I do tend to be more serious. And so I wanted to know, how easy or hard is it for you to be silly with your kids? Um, I, I was reading an article um, recently about the importance of roughhousing. Roughhousing... Um, uh, plain just plain in general with your kids uh, this specific art article this was uh, art of Manliness have you ever been on the art of Manliness actually yes yes uh,
0: there's a great there's a great one that I really enjoyed called 31 day uh, I think it was 31 days to be better journaling so I keep a journal okay. Very nice. And that's a separate topic. That yeah, that, would, to that topic. would be
1: a very interesting topic. Good topic. But anyway, go there.
0: It's yeah, great blog. Great yeah,
1: blog. Yeah, Art of Manliness. They give lots of... Obviously, it's uh, male-focused, fatherhood-focused. Um, and they have an art- article about roughhousing with your kids. And they note uh, some studies that have been done and a few things that uh, roughhousing uh, helps. So it improves resilience. Uh, improving kids' ability to bounce back from failures and adapt to unpredictable situations. Uh, resilient kids kids tend to see failure more as a challenge to overcome rather than an event that defines them. So that makes sense. Um, also, neuroscientists studying animal and human brains have found that bouts of rough and tumble play increase the brain's level of ke- of a chemical call, um, called called brain derived neurotrophic factor or BDNF Uh, this chemical helps increase neuron growth in parts of the brain responsible for memory logic and higher learning Uh, skills obviously necessary for academic success and then another one was that just rough housing offers dads a chance to physically show their affection to their to their kids in a fun and playful environment so there are, And there have been lots of studies about uh, play with your kids mm-hmm. and how important it is uh, to joke and to laugh and to be silly with your kids. Because kids are silly and they need to be kids. But for an adult, sometimes that's hard. And sometimes that's hard for me. I wanted to know... How easy is it for you to be silly with your kids? How hard is it? What are your thoughts? Yeah. So I read
0: this article and I really appreciated some of the points that it that it stuck out about. and, and it's because it, it, the way it talked about how kids, uh, and I'm gonna get, to your, I'm gonna get to your question. Yeah, so, of course. yeah. Uh, uh, just, just the way that it helps kids understand how to handle different situations, where unpredictable situations are are suddenly placed upon them because their dad scoops them up and then their kids are upside down and you're shaking them <laughs> to get their like candy out of their pockets or whatever. right it right is. right and and like what do you do man you're a kid like you can't do anything like <laughs> yeah. I will I will like scoop you up and throw you on the bed and there's not a lot you can do about it like, right you know and if they like take a swing and punch you in the balls then you're like oh dude <laughs> like. That's that's uncool. And it's the same way with like, so you have a puppy. uh uh-huh, yep. Well, not a puppy. Yeah, a whatever. But a dog. But it's like dogs go through the same thing. It's like when you get a puppy, puppies naturally will like bite on your hands mm-hmm, and things like yeah. that. Because, and you need to show them what's acceptable, what's unacceptable. And it's similar with the kids. And so, you know, I liked, I really, really liked this article. It was, it was a great one. And, um, overall it's like for myself, I felt like I would give myself a pretty good grade. Um, I do try to get my kids involved. So I am not, I don't play you, video games. I'm not a video game. guy. Not a video guy, game but, guy. But
1: which is probably good.
0: Well, because it gives me the opportunity to get my kids to do something else, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, so so for me, how do I play with my kids? Like they love it when I pick them up and tickle them, and they'll scream, and then they'll be like, again, and it's mm-hmm, like, oh, stop, 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 yeah. one again, more time, okay, and it's yes. like, all right, okay, uh-huh. next signals here, but. Um, you know, we so we play with uh, new, different kinds of games: board games,
1: card games, uh, outdoor yard games. Do you do? Are you able to be imaginative with your kids? Do you uh, do any of that like the monsters gonna get you or any yeah, kind of that kind of stuff? Yeah.
0: So Leslie, my wife is Leslie. Uh, she's talked about how she she's like I suck at this because um, we have. A ton of like the Disney Pixar cars mm-hmm. and the kids will pick their favorite and we'll be you know as as well as I can on my hands and knees now that I'm like feeling my age weird uh, but like we'll drive around and the cars are doing this mm-hmm. and, and you know they're calling out the different names you know we got jambalaya and we got taco from like the derby cars okay fun and um, and so they go on little adventures. Uh, my boys are into Lego. And so, like, that's always fun. I mean, you and I played Lego together. Do mm-hmm. you remember, like, we would pack our Lego sets, which were very few,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we would go play Lego together. And yeah. They, and my kids have Lego that are, like, so much cooler than mine ever was. Yeah. And, and like, my greatest feat as an adult my greatest feat as an adult is not buying every Lego set that I lay my eyes on because they're so fun. Like we just, just this week, my son had a birthday and all he wanted for a birthday was his Lego set. And we got him the Home Alone Lego set. Mm. And for him, all he said every time I got home from work was, dad, let's build. That's all he wanted to do. It wasn't, dad, can I go out? Can I go play Mario Kart. Dad, can I play the Switch? Dad, can I play Minecraft? Kill me. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like, Dad, I want to play Legos with you. And then we want to play with the little figures. And so that's what we've done. Um, we play
1: radio control cars together. So so for me, I feel like I have a harder time being silly with the older kids, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Uh, than I do the younger kids. The younger kids, to me, it's super easy to 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 be silly and goofy. Uh, My four-year-old he struggles with getting dressed. He he struggles with doing anything uh, (laughs) uh, that you tell him to do. He's resistant to it. You know, it's like get your pajamas on. And so I do a thing with him, uh, like a get dressed robot or or pajama robot. And if I pretend to be a robot and pretend to like the (laughs) object of the robot is to help him get dressed, uh, that he either goes along with it and it's and it's funny or it's funny because uh he'll do it and i'm lamenting as my as the robot that i can't do it and like my objective as a robot is lost because he's (laughs) he's getting dressed without me like uh, without my help and what does whitney think of the robot when when you're together
0: (laughs) Uh, that's a separate topic moving on (laughs) <laughs> uh, I'm
1: not used to this with Will. Uh, Will, <laughs> the, of that's, your game. That's, that's the uh, get undressed robot. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I like to be silly with my kids, but it, I do find it to be more difficult with older kids. So yeah. I try to incorporate. Like, like I don't know, silliness, like imagination and play. I've talked about it uh, before. The have you ever have you watched the show Bluey? Okay, no, but Bluey is yeah, great. Everybody's
0: talking about the show, great. and I haven't watched. Yes, have Bluey's it? great. Is so Bluey a, is it Di- it Disney. Disney. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, so Bluey's on Disney Plus. It is fantastic. You watch a few episodes of that, and you can't come away as a father. Feeling like rejuvenated and, and recommitted to being silly and fun with your kids. Huh. Um, it, great, great series. There's there's one episode that I really like, and it's a it's an Australian based mm-hmm. uh, show. So they they're going to get takeout, right? And he's waiting for his Chinese food and uh, so he's waiting with his kids outside and they're playing and they they start making a mess and and uh, uh, he's after them. he's trying to like you know stop doing that get over here and there's a faucet and they're playing in the water he's like don't don't play in the water you're getting wet and things are going to chaos and someone needs to go to the bathroom and uh, his food isn't ready and he's and they're hungry, and all this chaos happens, right? And at the end, he he he's exhausted, he's overwhelmed, and and he and he opens a fortune cookie from his uh, Chinese food, and it tells him that you know kids are. Kids are only kids once, and they need to enjoy playing. And he's like, you know what? Go play in the water. He's like, go get wet. Yeah, go do it. Have fun. And I am much more of like, don't do not do that. You don't yeah. get dirty. Like, well, because, You know what I mean? Well, Instead it, of just letting them play. I think it probably has to do a little bit with the
0: personality. Because I, I can come off that same way. You're, you're looking and planning ahead. Mm -hmm. if my kid goes and jumps in that water Mm -hmm. gross yes oh they're gonna have to take a bath yes we're already like pushing 30 plus minutes past bedtime right right oh and then it's like you know then they get really miserable when they're 45 minutes past their bedtime and then everybody's yelling but man it's like you just gotta just make sure they got their sunscreen on
1: and let them at it. You just have to let go. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. hard. Especially in the summertime. I struggle with, like, sandboxes. Oh. I hate sandboxes because you know you're going to be picking out sand Stuff's for like hours. Yeah, it's Stuff's
0: like glitter. It's, it's like the, the worst. You're
1: never going to get rid of it. Yeah, you're, it's it's terrible. Uh, and I have to constantly... My wife is really good about this. Being like, just let go. It's fine. Their kids. Let them play. Um so anyway i really appreciated this article i appreciate your thoughts on on uh on being silly and playing with your kids definitely something i need to to do better at but yeah you should absolutely check out bluey and yeah, uh, and and fathers go uh, go rough house with your kids i i, I was reading this article is talking about you should put it in the show notes dads yeah there. Uh, will, we'll, we'll, will the uh, we'll drop it in the show notes we'll drop it in the show notes to um, be silly uh, dads should do dad jokes to their kids dads should uh, give their kids noogies dads should be the dork dad mm-hmm. and the, those are um, connection points that you have with your dad uh, that 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 uh, helped to strengthen those relationships. So, anyway, hey, this was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. Thank I you for thank here. you for coming over. Thank you for filling in for Will. Um, do you want to just take over all the time? Um, yeah, you can take my spot. Well, I mean, listen, the pay. You're is... much better than I at, at this than I am. I think that you're underselling yourself. Um, we can't afford you. Is that
0: what you're no, saying? No, 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 no. I'm saying it's definitely worth it, but uh i mean trevor your voice sounds like flowing milk i mean it is <laughs> oh, creamy it is smooth how how am i supposed to compete with that you know i just I, I, the answer is i can't oh. so uh
1: i think that this is a good place to stop the podcast and we can get to spooning <laughs> let's do it well uh thanks everyone for listening uh please email the show let us know how steve did uh if uh if will has ever gone again Uh, Should Steve come back? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. Uh, Yeah, let us know. And let us know. Give us uh, ideas on maybe how you play with your kids and perhaps things that uh, maybe you regretted uh, that you didn't get to do during uh, COVID. So uh, please email the show, uh, like and subscribe, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you guys again next week. Bye
0: thanks for listening to another episode of sports screens and something else if you enjoyed this podcast please consider subscribing and sharing it with your friends be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen if you want to contact the show you can send an email to SSSeshow at gmail.com and join us next time on sports screens and something else